Welcome back to the Mailin Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Shivery, coming to you live from my bedroom for the first time. Welcome inside the bedroom, everybody. Uh, in Austin, Texas, by the way, as always. And uh, joined by my co-host, Sally DeFreeze. What's up, Sal? I was about to ask if we're seeing a new room of yours. So you answered that question. It's yeah, nice. I um, got a TV back I'm kind of kind of a dumbass. I, I started my dishwasher about uh, 10 minutes before we started to record. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And it, it's kind of loud. So like, what? Why did you do that? Well, and so I moved in here. The lighting is the lighting's kind of tight in here. The, though, the so. lighting is nice and natural. I'm kind of a dumbass because, as you know, I was coming from work, and I hopped on the Peloton before we recorded, and I was like, I have time to finish this. I'll just lie and say I'm late coming from work. And then I realized that you follow me on the Apple watch. So you're going to get the notification (laughs) when I'm done working out. So I was like, shit, I can't, I was like literally mid Peloton. I was like going to text you and be like, Hey, running a couple minutes late. I'll be there. Like I'll be 10 minutes late. And then I was like, shit, he's going to know. So then I get a little, little buzz on my wrist. It says Sally just finished a, an indoor bicycle workout. Cool. And I am sweaty, but. Here we are. This is the joy of recording from home. You can do it post-workout and sweaty. Well, look, we're doing great. We really are. Also joining us today is producer Will, sitting right across from you. Mm-hmm. What's up, Will? It's your boy. Always good to be here. One of my favorite recordings of the week. Let's get to it. You're becoming Dude, more so you didn't like- DJ-like every every episode. I know. It's because I don't have to like host-host this, so I can just sit back and just say whatever I want. It's wonderful. Okay. Well, I'm a little, a little upset, but I can't say I'm surprised that you didn't enjoy that Takashi Six Nine song that it I told you about. Went far too hard for me. Um, yeah, <laughs> as I sat, as I sat there drinking my uh, caffeine-free tea at my coffee table, and I tossed on uh, Gooba. It, as it turned out, it wasn't that. It wasn't uh, the fitting the vibe of what I had. And yeah, the initial lyrics were just a little jarring because he's just screaming in them at you. Did you let? Did you let the beat drop, though? It takes about a good 30, 35 seconds for the beat to hit. Oh, I did. And I'm not sure who that song is featuring, but that feature is trash. Um, can I ask a question <laughs> about Takashi 6 9 I'm not up on the uh, the music game, or at least the music game surrounding Takashi 6 9 but isn't he in trouble? Yeah. Doesn't he keep ratting people out? I don't. No, he was, uh, I mean, he was, he was brought up on some serious charges. I'm talking like racketeering type stuff. Right. And... I believe he he pled to a, a lower charge by ratting everyone out that he that's that's in his his phone basically I think just everyone under the sun, um, but he still did some time and he was released early I believe because of he has asthma I think is the deal oh and because of and COVID that, it made him it made him a high risk inmate Do you think I guess he's worried so he got released snitches get stitches <laughs> true Sally. Yeah, now he's got an ankle monitor, and he's probably had. <laughs> Did she say that right? By the way, snitches get stitches. Isn't that right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, that's said. right. I thought I thought you said. Is that medical else. advice? Um, no, I've never been personally involved in the uh, <laughs> anesthesia for a snitch who was getting stitches. But see, I've that's heard. the extent of my knowledge on the Takashi Six Nine situation. I think so. there were some allegations out there about him and perhaps an underage girl, so I don't think those are great. And uh, yeah, the snitching—I oh. I think the snitching sprinkles on top didn't exactly help either. I will say, uh, doesn't racketeering sound like something you do like as a club at like a prep school and less like a, a crime that would put you in prison for life? Yeah, it sounds it sounds like a, a very white collar crime. Yeah, but I think it's it is not. A, it's it's, it's not actually a white it's like crime? some. It's like some real gangster type shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like a combination of like money laundering and, and murder and all that and like dealing drugs and all that kind of stuff, I think. They just need to change the term to something yeah. that's harder. It's just like, ah, racketeering. So like, <laughs> it's, some, it's like, yeah, it's again, so it's like, like it's, extortionism it's really. and some money laundering. I mean, that's like a mob thing, though. Yeah. Racketeering. Yeah. Mob, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Gang mob, you know. Same same kind of thing. It's 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 pretty serious charge from what I understand. Yeah. I don't know. Do I don't even, racketeer. Hopefully do we have any calls either. today of people that are uh, maybe perhaps needing uh, legal advice to get out of their racketeering charges? I don't think I'm going to be no, able to help, help them. Whoa. Yikes. Speak, Sally. Man. Sorry. What are we even doing today? Uh, we have a podcast to get to. Before we do, though, the hotline number, 888-362-MAIL. That's M-A-I-L. 
You can also write in if you would prefer. There's a link in the Twitter bio. That's at Malin Podcast. You guys have anything else to get off your chest before we jump into the questions? No. No, my chest is bare. No? Y'all ready? All right. Let's let's hop into the first one. We have seven questions today, two of which are voicemails. The first one is an email. Will, if you don't mind. Hey, Dilly, Willie, and Sally. So my girl and I are trying to buy a house, and we're conflicted on where to live. I want to live in the inner city, and she wants to live in the burbs. So do I settle and move to the burbs to keep her happy? We've had this conversation multiple times, but I want to hear your arguments for both. Please and thank you for all you do. And we both love this podcast. Thank you for the kind words. Um, look, living in the city is tight. I get it. You're around so much shit. You don't have to drive far to go places. Uh, you have everything right there at your doorstep. It, just take a drive out to the burbs, though, and get an idea of how far your money will go when you're you know, 15 miles outside the city. I'm telling you, it'll give you a different perspective and make you really think about it. Do you? That's kind of why you like, I, I lived in Lakeway for a little bit and that's why. Yeah. Is your house now qualified as in the city? Would you say? Um, it's, I'm in West Austin. I'm the, the equivalent of, of what I'm just a little bit South of Westlake, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm in Austin, but I'm not, I have, I have to get in a car to go to downtown. You know, I can't right. like, take a bike or anything. Yeah. So Austin and Texas cities, like I, I kind of think that there's like the New York city inner city, you know, there's like cities like that where it's like New York or Chicago. And then you're like in the burbs, you know, there's like neighborhoods that are in the cities. Austin is like that, but I feel like you can still be far away from the mid city and still be counted as in the city. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Austin's different. It's, it's more sprawled out. And so if you live, if you live, um, you can live in neighborhoods within the city that don't feel like you're in the city, which is great. But it's it's also easier to get into the city. I think like Austin, Houston, Dallas, because there's like major freeways and people use their cars all the time versus like if you lived in Chicago and you lived in a Chicago suburb, like, if your commute to work involves getting on a train or something, that might suck. Or at least for somebody who never takes yeah. trains into work. There's also some information that's missing here. I want to know, um, he says, my girl. I mean, are you guys just dating? Are you, I mean, I mean, you're, you're a I couple, obviously. Wife, but how, how serious are you? But I also want to know, like, how old are you? Are you 24 or are you 34? Right. That's, that's a huge difference, too. How often do you go out? You know? Because if, if you're a couple nights a week, kind of couple going out then you should probably live in the city right like 20s kind of depends on your lifestyle 20s i would say you want to live in the city Mm -hmm. 30s married maybe gonna pop out a kid maybe the burbs are for you personally i grew up in a suburb georgetown is great i never want to live there i love my parents house but i do not want to have a house there and i Mm -hmm. don't really want to commute like 45 minutes to work every day uh but this is an internal debate that will and i have constantly because we want to buy a house and it's very difficult to buy a house in austin unless you're in some zip codes that are further away from the the center of the city this this is not an internal debate this like pains me physically and mentally and i bitch about it like all the time about how i'm never going to be able to buy a house (laughs) that i want in austin because it like I, I don't know. I just, you're going to have, you have to make a sacrifice on one end of the deal. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, it's depressing, but I don't know. This is also for this guy. It's kind of city dependent too. I mean, if you live in Detroit and there's like a hard line between the suburbs and Detroit. And so it's like, if you live in gross point you're right outside and it's a 10 minute drive to downtown. And so it's just kind of like, it kind of depends on the city for me too, because when, if you're in Austin and you're living in the suburbs, your commute can just be absolutely brutal in the morning with all the traffic going on. Mm-hmm. But in a different city, I don't know about the traffic and stuff in like Charlotte or like, I don't know, somewhere like that. Shouts to Charlotte, but it might just not be as bad. And it kind of depends on the suburb, right? Like sure. there's some suburbs that are like, really suburban like we're talking katie texas like it's essentially it's its own town like i i don't know i just i agree with you dylan i think there's some questions to be answered me personally i'm a city girl i want to live in the city i want to live 
close to the restaurants, the scene, things we'll be doing that we can't do right now because of COVID. But maybe my opinion will change when I'm trying to have a kid and need like want a yard instead of like living in a box. Yeah. You know, I get it. It's exciting. It's exciting to be in the city. It really is. There's, there's so much going on just like the buzz around you when you're, when you're home and you can just hear the the action out there and going down. It's just a fun place to be. Uh, the suburbs are tight too, though. I mean, it's quieter, which some people like, I guess. <laughs> And you just get you just get much more house for the money. I love is, your selling real, point real there, cool. Dylan. I like you're like and yeah, you it's could, quieter. I guess some people I, like that. I don't just, know. It, it's it's a it's a personal preference. I you know it depends on your lifestyle and what you're into and how often you you know it's all that stuff. So it depends. You, you on can't priorities. really give them a full answer. Yeah. And and you might could get a pool if you're in the suburbs, True. which would be tight right now. I could get a pool. Yeah. God, we're in, we're in just official. We're officially in like walk a hundred yards and outside and sweating on my chest weather maybe i just it's yeah. miserable yeah outside. yeah it's tough i mean i i spent the last two and a half years i guess living in well i was close i was much closer to downtown austin in my two places ago when i was on south Lamar, and it was awesome um but now that i'm in a house i'm a little bit farther away in like 10 minutes from downtown it's it, the space is so it's so cool you're close you enough that it doesn't even matter. You got the best of both worlds. Yeah, I'm close. Yeah. I'm close. I, it, it's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Like I said. About this question. It's absolutely scorching outside. And that's why you need to worry about dehydration. Liquid IV is an easy, healthy solution for dehydration. One stick of it in 16 ounces of water hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. Each serving provides as much hydration as two to three bottles of water plus vitamin C, B3, B5, B6, and B12. Dylan. You use it working out. You use it probably, I'm going to assume for hangovers. You used it for altitude and Breckenridge. I guess at this point, what aren't you using it for? I, I, I used it, no lie, about 45 minutes ago. I went on a little run, and it is a hot one, as you know, and steamy outside. Yep. I was a sweat boy, and what what better way to, re, to replenish than uh, hitting your hit little liquid IV? I did the passion fruit. That's my favorite flavor. Everybody knows that about me. I love it stuff. <laughs> it's great. Uh, and they're also on a mission to change the world right now. They're donating 2.3 million servings in response to COVID-19 products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. And I'm not sure if you guys know this, but dehydration occurs daily in three out of four people. Those headaches, dizziness, brain fog, muscle fatigue, those things, they might all be just due to dehydration. Think about it right now though. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Target. Whole Foods and Costco, and you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MAILIN at checkout. 25% off anything you order when you use promo code MAILIN at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code MAILIN. You can also find them nationwide at Target, Whole Foods, and Costco, like I said. You guys ready for this uh, first voicemail? Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. All right. What up? All right, so I'm like, I'm 21. My internship this summer got canceled. Trying to stay a little positive. Uh, so I'm working construction for the fourth year in a row again instead of, you know, doing what I wanted to do. So I'm trying to think. Um, what is the worst job y'all ever had? You guys have kind of touched on this a little bit, but worst job you ever had. Let's go. The the tone of his of his voicemail didn't match the content of it. He's talking about the worst job we've ever had, and he sounds so excited to ask us about it. He's pumped about um, how much his job sucks. I love it. He said construction, and and that's what mine is. So my dad, growing up, my dad owned a uh, a construction company, <clears throat> and it wasn't my choice. He he made the decision for me, but I worked for him for a couple a couple summers in a row when I when I got my car. So I was sixteen, like sixteen and seventeen. Um, and it wasn't like hard hat looking at, you know, blueprints and stuff. It was, I worked in the field with a shovel. Um, and, and it was, it was absolutely miserable. Like it, 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 to this day, I, it's one of the reasons why I hate summer so much because it brings me back to like, I had friends that were off at like camps and playing baseball and doing fun stuff. And I was driving out to these job sites in the middle of nowhere. Um, and I was like working a shovel all day long and it was absolutely terrible. 
Um, but my dad just, he thought of it as, you know, a, a good like learning experience and, and all that, you know, teach me responsibility. And I guess it helped, but it was miserable. I absolutely hated it. So I, I, I got love for people in the construction industry who are out there grinding because it's, it's not an easy thing to do. I, yeah, I feel like doing like manual labor in the middle of summer is what so many of my guy friends did. And it's like they would come back to school and they've basically worked out all summer because you've just been in the field or like a bunch of my guy friends worked at a Texas crushed stone, like literally just like loading up shit for hours on end. And it's so hot. It's so freaking hot out. Like I never had to do that. Thank God. But manual labor in the summer in Texas is like not, not fun at all. Uh, I don't really have any worse jobs. Like as a girl, I did a lot of babysitting. I did work at a snow cone stand for several summers. It was actually a great gig mm. at Snow Beach. We had the Hell best yeah. time. It was like cool in the trailer. And like, I mean, even when you're busy, you're still having fun. The worst part about that was like there were bees. So getting stung by bees. But I would say probably the worst job I had was nannying for a family that like the kids just sucked. Like they were just assholes. But like. You're still getting paid like compared to like other people's bad jobs. That's not even that bad of a gig except for like having to put up with bratty kids, you know? Yeah. Another job I had that it sounds like a, a, a an easy cush job. And I guess it kind of is, but it's the slowest job in the world is lifeguarding. Oh, you're sitting there. Oh, you're just yeah. sitting there in the sun watching people swim for, I did it for like, I did like eight hour shifts and it was absolutely terrible. And there's also the element of like, Man, someone could someone could drown out here while I'm supposed to be watching them and taking care of them. It's it absolutely sucked. Did anything ever happen while you were lifeguarding? Did you ever have to Nothing. jump in and, and save it, anybody? And it was a place that it, it was a like a high, you know, likelihood of something happening. It was Valente Beach. Where they had like oh, yeah. it was basically a small water park. Yeah. Um, so potential for injuries, but nothing nothing really happened while I was out there, thankfully. But just a just a boring, slow job. The kind of job you just like wa- look at your watch every five minutes. Yeah. And, and hope an hour went by, but it was just five minutes. I don't think li- I've, I've had a bunch of friends who lifeguarded. I don't really feel like it's all. Cr- I didn't because I just was at such a risk for sunburns. But it's a busier job. At least you're like the time is passing because something's happening versus just sitting there. I was always jealous of lifeguards, though. I was like, man, they got it made in the shade, baby. And then I realized, like, no, that's probably more boring than any other job that you could have. What was your worst job, Will? Um, I had two. The first one was my first job when I was, I think, way too young to be working. I was like 13 or 14. I was scrubbing dishes at a uh, whitefish restaurant. They did fried whitefish and chips. And so everything mm. was just caked with grease. That one grosses me out so bad. They, every yeah, time they you did talk the chowder. It. And I've said this numerous times. They did the chowder that I had to scrape off the bottom of the pan every single Ooh, night with like chowder. A, one That's of those like metal, metal brushes. And so I, I just came home just reeking like chowder. After two weeks, Ew. I was like, mom and dad, I'm quitting. And like they knew they couldn't stop me. And so they probably like they my, I, I didn't get a job for like two years after that. And I can't believe my parents didn't like punish me for quitting my first job after two weeks. But when I quit, the guy just told me to leave. He's like, two weeks notice doesn't matter when you've only worked here for two weeks. He's like, just get out of here, dude. <laughs> just go, kid. Yeah. And then another one was uh, when I worked at, I got hernia surgery, so I couldn't really do that much this one summer. So I worked at this gym as like a check-in person. And that was fine. Like checking people in and folding like clean towels was all totally fine. But if you had the night shift, I had to go like spray down the showers and do like minor custodial work just to make sure that everything was in the order. And that was really gross. But it wasn't all that bad because it was an old person gym kind of. And so nobody really did anything that gross in it. Like it was just a bunch of old dudes that were kind of getting in, getting out and going about their business. And it was a low traffic place. And so I would legit just like post up in the uh, in the bathroom in their big cushiony chairs and just watch Tigers games. And it turned out to be a kind of a great gig for a little bit. Whenever you talk about yeah. that gym, I always for some reason think of a curves like that you were just working at a curves. No, way nicer. Like this is like a very, very, very nice gym. I was, I was, I had it, I had a good little gig going and I, I did get a free uh, membership there, but unfortunately I had just gotten hernia surgery, so I couldn't really do anything. I didn't know you worked at a gym. Have you told us about that before? I was 18. 
It was like it was like honestly for two months, and I quit. I was just like, man, this blows. I was still in Harbor then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 18. Okay. And I came home and I didn't have a job, and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna beg this gym to let me work there because it seems pretty chill. Certified was. Did you work out right. with the old people? Yeah, I was just trucking dudes on the treadmill, just looking over and brushing them off, being like, "Peace out, dude. I'm going up to I'm going up to 60." With your hernia. We had another surgery. voicemail that uh, the guy he he said since everyone's down right now because of COVID, uh, let's talk about the best days of your life. Like you didn't like all of us go just <laughs> describe the best days of our life. I don't know why I didn't choose that one. I chose the one about the worst jobs we've ever had. Yeah, what the hell, Dylan? I mean, do you want to answer? Maybe it? The kind of mood I was in when I went through the when I went through the questions. Uh, we can do that if you want to. That could be Mine's our bonus easy. question. Okay, we'll, we'll save it to the end. Yeah, let, yeah, okay, I need let to me, think about let this me one. Marinate this. Okay, it's our wedding day, Sally. I love you. Let's do the next one. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, hey, Melon Squad. What is the consensus on hairy chest? While growing up, I used to give my brother shit all the time about having a hairy chest and would even make Chewbacca noises. But at last, the family curse has bestowed itself upon me, and I have become somewhat self-conscious about it. Even having a few girls comment, I was not expecting that. So what is the move regarding hairy chest? Major shouts to producer Will. Bye. Is this because he knows I, I have like a low-key hairy chest? I don't know. I have one too. Yeah, actually, your chest might be hairier than mine. I kind of, I don't really have as much as you'd think, given my beard situation. Yeah, I'll be honest. I, I've, t I've admitted this before, but I, I take the tops off with the clippers. I, I take yeah. them down just a little bit. Yep. Uh, so, so it doesn't look super thick. Um, but I, I think you know, I'm a guy, obviously, and so you probably want uh, the opinion of of the ladies here. But I think, um, I think it's a tight look, man. As long as it's not like too like crazy thick. You know? Yeah. Sally, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, I, I think girls have different opinions on this, but I, at, at this age, at 30, if I, like, see one of our friends who just has a totally bare chest, I'm like, what's your problem? Like, why do you look like a Ken doll? You know what I'm saying? Unless they're just, like, yeah. fully shaved everywhere like they are on Love Island, and then I'm probably even more turned off by that because I'm like, you really put a lot of work in to sh shave your whole body. I... Will, I think, does the exact same thing that you do, Dylan, where he just, like, trims it up, you know? Like, hairy chest that's, like, really hairy and, like, wild and curly, like, that's gross because it just, like, to me is, like, looks unruly and, like, what is that like when it's sweaty? Probably disgusting. But, like, I like some hair on the chest. I think it's kind of necessary. Like, shows me you're a man, you know? Okay. I... I mean, I, I, I do it because I don't like, I just don't like having a lot of hair on me. I, I know that sounds ridiculous because I have this big beard, but I don't like having, I just feel dirtier when I have like a ton of like bushy hair on my body. I've said it before. Like if people wouldn't look at me weird, like I would shave my armpits. No questions asked. Like not even a question. <laughs> that kind of sucks for y'all that you, that that's not like a social norm yeah. for, because I can't imagine becoming, like, if I haven't shaved my armpits in a couple of days, I'm like, Oh my God, it's so gross. Like it just is nice to be bare there. You know, I feel like it's becoming more normal for guys to do that though. Like yeah. if I see a guy at the gym who has him shaved, it's like, oh, okay. I, it's cause I see it. Do you have to be you know? jacked if you do it though? Yeah. You can't be yeah. a chubby dude that shaves your armpits. No, you don't have to be jacked, but you have to be, you have to look like you take care of yourself. Not, not just like, you know, working out wise, but like you, you know, yeah, you clean cut together. You know. On yeah, the flip together. side, what do you ever think about like girls' hair? I mean, I think that I personally will never be a girl who doesn't shave my armpits. I'm perplexed by that. Uh, but like girls who like shave their arms and stuff, do you even ever notice that? Have you ever no looked at a girl's arm hair and been like, oh shit, that's long? You need to shave that. Yeah. Um, Dallas shaved her arms. I've had I've had ex girlfriends who shaved their arms too. I it, I think now that I kind of like it actually. I just I like I've noticed it on girls and been like, oh, her arm hair is longer than normal. But like I've never I've never thought of it in a way that is like hot or cold for me. I I guess mine's blonde, so it like doesn't really bother me. I have friends who shave their arms, you know, or like yeah, I think it's a fine look for a for a girl to yeah. do that. 
Yeah, I, but I if a girl doesn't shave her armpits, I, I mean that's that's an absolute deal breaker for me. You, you got to shave the, the problem for me as well. It's gross. Yeah, I just don't. I prefer. I think every. That's my platform that I'm just going to run with. Uh, I just think everyone should be able to shave their armpits regardless of of gender. They just do anything. it. I Actually, I, I've talked about my friend before. Uh, it's a guy who shaves his feet. Like just he straight straight up just shaves his feet. They're bare. He has normal leg hair and everything. He also. Shaves his armpits. Now that I think about it, I know people that do feet. So he feet shaves his feet, but not his legs. He shaves his feet, but not his legs. Yeah, I get the shaving weird. your feet thing. Like I think girls do that because like you have like that weird toe hair. You know, it's just like gross. I trimmed yeah. my toe hair in uh, in like eighth, ninth, tenth grade because I was like the first one to have some sprout, and I didn't want to be at soccer camp sitting around and have some kid be like, "Oh my god, look at Will's toe hair, gross." So I yeah, just, I just took I don't the think about off. my toe hair too often, but every now and then I'll I'll get a good you know close up look, and I'm like man that's just gross. Why is it there? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's like what's up with this big ass toe hair? Yeah. <laughs> um. Still, well, nap right by me making noise. Yeah, Rosie's kind of she's been restless all day. Just she interrupted is every podcast I'm doing. It's tough. She's just walking around <laughs> like nuzzling uh, into stuff. I don't think Sally even knows what this next sponsor is, but I'm going to uh, make her tell the people what I've been doing with this next sponsor for the last uh, week. Uh, Omax Health. Uh, big fan of this. Living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can also affect your whole life. Many of our listeners probably have some type of pain that's prevented them from relaxing and sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Or perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks now and hasn't improved with any of the treatments that you've tried. Well... Enter Omax Health. If you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, then you need to try the new Breakthrough Pain Relief Solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On, developed by Omax Health. It's non-prescription, triple-action pain relief roll-on, and specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. Sally, can you tell the people at home what I've been doing with our uh, Omax Health CBD Roll-On lately? You've been making me rub it all over your back like the yeah. entire back i smell like a stick of menthol i mean i just love it i <laughs> i was like oh okay this is like you know the your generic menthol whatever i used it and i was like holy shit first of all it gets cold <laughs> which is great like i used i hurt my hip the other day i don't know because i'm like uh, apparently 90 but i will kept using it and i was like okay you're being kind of annoying so i'm just gonna try it and I loved it. I loved it. I I mean, and honestly, it's it, the roll-on was great because then you don't get it all over your hands. Oh. You're just like, it was very easy to use as well. Yeah. Did you not use some, Sally, when we were in Breckenridge? Because if if not, you were the only one in the house who didn't. I was the only one because I wasn't there. skiing, so I didn't really need it. Yeah, you weren't sore. And I wasn't, so I wasn't sore. Yeah. Oh, that was an absolute lifesaver. Y'all were using a bunch of it in... Yeah. In Colorado. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's 100% natural. CBD-powered remedy works. It's magic. In just 10 minutes of application, I'm going to say it works a little bit faster than that. And relief lasts up to eight hours or much longer than other over-the-counter products. Omax Health is offering our listeners 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on plus free shipping. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Just go to omaxhealth.com and enter code Randy. That's O-M-A-X, health.com, and enter code Randy. Get 20% off CryoFreeze and site-wide. Boom, guys. Nice. Next next uh, question. Hey, Sal, Will, and Mustache King Dill. So this is a question mainly oh, for yeah. Will and Sal as it pertains so, or more so to their <laughs> relationship beginnings, but would also love Dylan's input. So I've been talking to this lady backer. She may listen, but who knows, for a couple of weeks now via Twitter and the ground. When should I ask for her, fo- her phone number? Trying to take this a step further, but don't want to scare her off out as our banter has been fantastic and we've been on the same vibe since the start. Side note, she's in Texas and I'm in North Carolina, so this possibly throws a wrench in it, but I've been trying to move to Austin for about a year now. Love all y'all. Hashtag Sal Gals and stand up for Will. Glory, glory, man united. Shouts. Tight. <laughs> That's so annoying. Uh, you guys obviously go ahead and start since it's directed at you two. How happy that does this make y'all that you have a little community that's just like starting some relationships up? 
just not kidding. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite part about everything. When I like, whenever yeah. I've heard that like a couple met because of the podcast and like got engaged or something, it's happened a few times. I'm just like, it makes me. Yeah. Cry. Yeah. It's wild. It's so crazy. Absolutely. has happened a few times. We've, I've even seen a couple of Reddit threads pop up on our subreddit. People talking about how we should create some kind of like backer only dating app or something. <laughs> yeah. It might be a stretch, obviously. But it is cool that they're like finding each other through through us. No yeah. lie, if you have a story like that, put it in the Reddit or send it to us or we something. We want to know. We want to sure. know, and like we we could actually probably use that in like a cool way. Yeah. So please please forward along those stories because I want to hear them. Uh, as I always refer to us as the OG internet meet couple, which there's clearly we're not because there's yeah, like Tom a, Hanks and uh and Kathleen Kelly. Yeah. Right. That out, like, I mean, everyone's ago, met so. on the internet at this point, so. Uh, Will and I, one thing that I always say when we talk about this is that I really felt like we didn't play any games with each other and like worry about normal, like dating norms of like waiting to text the other person back or in this case, like DM them back. Cause I was like, it, it was very low stakes in the beginning. Like I liked him a lot, but I also thought like the chances of this working out are really low. So I'm just going to like go for it. And if he doesn't like me, he doesn't like me. Um, which I think helped because it helped me at least not overthink a lot of stuff, which I had been in the past. Um, we exchanged phone numbers because I got drunk in Vegas and we had been messaging. And I just finally said, we had been DMing on Twitter. And I finally just said, here's my number. You can text me. And I just, I mean, Maybe it was probably pretty How long forward. have y'all been messaging? Uh, a couple of weeks, probably. Yeah, a couple of few weeks, okay. maybe. And it but, wasn't like regular back and forth. Like it wasn't like staying up all night. Right. Like but texting I mean, each other back and forth. Enough for the DM conversation. It wasn't like a, well, you know, Instagram stories and stuff didn't exist then. But like it wasn't like a DM one time comment. And then like a couple of days later, we would have like short little conversations and then that would stop and then we would start again so it was enough to me to be like i wish this would take place over text you know um so i felt good giving him my number i also yeah. think like if you if, if you're messaging with someone yeah and if they offer you their phone number or ask for your phone number either way it's fucking on you know that <laughs> because going going from you know dms to an iMessage situation that's a big step up in communication. It's right. like, all right, let's let's get serious with this conversation now. It's but, I love that. It's all well, and it sounds like they've been like exchanging messages enough. It's not like a one time like you're hot. Like, here's my number. Text me. Yeah. You know, if if they're having if they're having conversations, if the, if they're having conversations that center around a topic that lasts for more than like fifteen messages in total, then you need to make the switch. Yeah. If you're messaging with that person more than like somebody that you regularly message with via phone, you got to make the switch and and do it. Like it's an it's inevitable that you're going to have to do it anyway. Right. So just do it and like have fun with it. That being said, I kind of like always li kind of liked that sometimes. Just you know, only existing in the DMs and not having the actual phone number. It took a lot of pressure off uh off everything you said. And once the phone number happens, everything feels a lot more stressful. Yeah, for me I kind of really? just didn't care. I was kind of like we get it. You're carefree. No, I I mean, obviously, I was stressed in parts of our relationship, but I felt like at the beginning, I was like, he lives in Michigan. I live in Austin. Like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I really wasn't putting a bunch of stock into it, even though I really liked him. Um, I think you should just go for it, to be honest. It sounds like y'all message yeah. each other a lot. I think yeah. it's time. Take the plunge. Don't. There's and no, there's no reason not to. What you have, you have nothing to lose here. Exactly. I mean, a, a couple of weeks what in, I, I, um, I have no problem admitting that I, I've, on like the third DM before, I've been like, can I just have your phone number? I've, I've done that. Right. I heard, I heard I'm the way no you problem. slid into DMs, Dylan, was just you just sending your phone number. <laughs> I mean, the part oh, of the reason too, that. I gave my phone number was because I was like. It's annoying to have to go into Twitter, see I have a notification, it's like a DM, then that's like four, you know, two different messaging apps. I don't need to yeah. be communicating with you via a different app when I have my actual phone, you know? 
Uh, but I also think to this guy and this girl, if she's listening, like, that's really awesome that you met, but also no pressure and be open to it. Cause I think part of the reason that Will and I worked out was because a bunch of people were like, Oh my God, like you're just talking to some random dude you met on the internet. Yeah, People and were freaked out. We just kind of let it happen and it worked like, my, and my if buddies, it doesn't work, my buddies were disgusted with me. They were like, what are you doing? And if it doesn't work, yeah, that was a different back. time though. It was. Because if someone time. is, if that, if what happened with y'all happened today, no one even bats an eye at it because it's so normal now for that to right. happen. If this girl's listening, because she is in the Wash Media Network and she's a friend of the pod, she better just DM him her her digits just out of nowhere. Right. Just send them with no prompt. I think I sent. I said, yeah. "Will, it's time to take the next step. Here's my phone number. Don't be an idiot." Mm-hmm. And then he texted me yeah. like right after that. Yeah, so I was like, there's two yeah. people out there for some reason that are weirded out by you know connecting via social media. Um, I, I don't really know why. I mean, pa- parents don't get it. Like if you explain like, oh, I met so-and-so on uh, this website called Twitter or this, you know, the social media app or whatever. They're like internet. He's like one of those dating sites. Like, no, like social media is just a way of bringing people together that it, it's just an easy, you know, barrier of entry to, to get through. I, I, yeah. It's so normal. Would now. you rather go fishing at a pond normal. that has a bunch of fish in there? Or would you rather go fishing somewhere that's like only ha- that has had the same two fish at it for the last like five years? Like you, you got to expand yeah. the horizons. I also think the older I get, and maybe this is because I'm secure in a relationship, but the more I'm kind of like, I just don't care what people think about me anymore. So if I had to go back to dating now, I feel like I'd be like, I like you. Here's my number. If you're not into it, cool. Like, I just, I think. Why are you hypothetically dating, dude? No, but especially, <laughs> especially if you live in two different cities, you're never going to see each other. Like, what's there to lose? You know? Nothing. Play like you got nothing to lose. Yep. Because you don't. Sally, I think this next question's for you. Okay. Kidoki. I've been rocking Let's a ton right of oversized sweatsuits during QT. Is it trash to wear them to the grocery store? Or should I try to put on real person clothes when in public? I did think of Sally when I read this one in uh, that brown and white get up that you've been wearing like it crazy. It is burnt orange. Okay. Oh my God. And, he's colorblind. Get lay oh, off of Sally. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it's like, <laughs> it's like a burnt orange brownish. Uh, yes, it's acceptable. I think COVID at this point has proved that like literally anything goes in public at this point. You could do whatever. I mean, besides being nude or not wearing a mask, but I saw a dude wearing his son's shirt as a mask the other day at the grocery store. Are you serious? <laughs> I was like, what? Dylan just like puts park shirts I, on with the Dylan's got like the, the homie Supreme the shirt. neck like right under his nose. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. When he all grows that thing, I'm gonna turn it into a mask. Yeah, you have to. Um, you can't spend that man, much money on a dressing- shirt and then not make it into a mask. You know. I have been dressing like absolute trash since the beginning of March. I'm not like it's just it's been bad. What I'm wearing right now, which is I'm just wearing workout clothes. I if I'm going to the store, this is what I'm wearing. That's it. For the happy hour last night, I put on a collared shirt for the first time just to feel like a little bit normal. You've been wearing like pajama pants like for podcast recordings and stuff. I love it. Yeah, I, I, I I took them off because I went on a run earlier, or else I would have. I would still be in pajama pants. I have a, like a pretty hard line against PJs in public. Like, please don't do that on a plane. I hate that. Oh, I don't do that in public. Just around but the But I always go to the grocery store in like joggers and a big sweatshirt. Mostly because I get freezing cold at the grocery store when I have to like walk through the like the meat, you know, and the seafood. I always yeah. am like freezing. But I think this is acceptable. I will say I put on like jeans for the first time the other day and it felt great one because they've still fit which was a plus but two i was like wow i haven't like put on a real outfit in so long because like i'm just wearing scrubs or workout clothes or pajamas um but that being said like don't look like a total slob like austin is a very casual town like you will go out pre-covid and see people eating at restaurants in like athleisure you know i'm i don't i mean nice rest nice nice restaurants restaurants. like i don't think that that's really the move um 
certain friend of the podcast, Lily <clears throat> Andrew, will like it's a point of pride. They like wear athleisure and like baseball caps to like steakhouses, and I it, like pisses me off. I don't think that like Expose you should them, take it that far, but I also think like if you're comfortable running errands, who gives a fuck? Like, I don't. I mean, Billie Eilish has been like pretty much championing this look for like all younger people, and now it's just seeping upward yeah. to us. I the, the one thing that the I had COVID era is it's like it's it's like finals week. Yeah, tire wise. Yes, you know that's a perfect. Every, way everyone to just it. just wearing just just to get it as comfortable as we possibly can, and it's okay to step out in that in those clothes if, if you if you really want to, because it's the only time you can kind of get away with it. I've been wearing the exact same outfit every single day in quarantine. No no deviating from it. I have three different pairs of the same Lululemon joggers that I've just been in putting in rotation. Uh, it's just like normal shirt tucked into the joggers. And that's just all I've been wearing. And that's all I'm going to wear until we can actually start going to restaurants. I mean, you, I, technically I know we can go to restaurants, but until we start. You know going. what COVID trend I have not joined in and it's shocking is the tie-dye sweatsuit. I haven't done it. And I'm like, Every week that the quarantine goes by, I get a little bit closer to buying one, even though it's like 95 Is that hot right now? Out. Oh, tie-dye, like for some reason, right when quarantine started, like having a tie-dye sweatsuit became like the most important thing in fashion <laughs> to like wear one at your house. I'm not kidding. Like every single athleisure brand put one out. They're sold out everywhere. Like you can't even get white sweats to tie-dye your own stuff because it's such like a quarantine trend. So, so hypothetically oh speaking, God. say that we made some sweats. Don't even. Will, this was my idea. I had an this idea. Is Will this has Will Munns written all over Okay. It. Can I just say it so that we can like put it out there? I told Alyssa. No, you didn't invent tie-dye. Okay. Calm down. No, this no. is. Sally has an idea that she's been like really Begging. busting my balls to do. And to be honest, I have no excuse as to why I haven't done it yet. It's a great idea. I've just been lazy about it. And like the I beginning need to of April, I told Will and Alyssa, we should get white sweatsuits, white sweatshirt, white sweatpants with the Wilmons logo and have a 420 tie dyeing party that Alyssa and I hosted an Instagram live tie dyeing. It was such, I mean, the one problem is because of like, all of the COVID backup, there was no way that stuff was going to get there on time. But I was like, this is a brilliant plan. Just put a white sweatsuit up on the freaking site and I will buy it and then tie dye it. And Will still hasn't done it. I'll do it. Say no more, fam. So I put it on this podcast. You cannot edit this out because I want people to demand it. We will have a tie dye party with Wilmon's sweatsuit. And then I will have a tie dye sweatsuit that I can wear in an airport and be excited about it. I want to go. Okay. Can I go? Yeah. You can go. You can go. I'm in. Okay, cool. For I'm some in. reason, I thought my initial thought was like, I, I want to go too. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm probably going to go because I'm married to Sally. What? To <laughs> the tie-dye sweatsuit party? Or just vacation to the airport where you're wearing your tie-dye sweatsuit. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to cut it into a crop top. That's also part of the... You're like acting like a, you are on Love Island and now you're an influencer. Like, you, you're not... Okay, I'm I'm, we're going to move on. Okay. Dylan, Sally, Will, <laughs> long, long time, first time. Love all the fighter jet talk on the pod. I'm currently in Navy flight school learning to fly fighter jets. While I love my job, the location is terrible. I've been living in Kingsville, Texas, three and a half hours south of Austin and one hour outside Corpus Christi for almost a year. Living in the middle of nowhere has an adverse effect on my dating life. There are zero young professional women here and very few in Corpus. I have my hinge location set to San Antonio and Austin, but a three-hour drive is tough to manage when starting a relationship. I'm hoping to finish training the next six months and be moving across the country. What's the move here? Am I better off just waiting until my next location? Uh, Dude, shouts, shouts to, to this guy. Fighter jet pilot listener, man. Um, I, I'm on record saying that that's the hottest guy job on the planet. Yeah. And I, I don't know what, what's even in competition for second place. I don't know. Podcasters um, are pretty also, hot. When he wrote in, he also dropped his Instagram handle, and I looked him up. This guy's gonna have no. This guy's, he's not gonna have any trouble at all with the ladies. I promise you that. Um, Should we drop his handle on the podcast no, so he can meet he a backer? Approval. Only if he has approval. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. He has private, but I, I. You can still. You can still get get an idea of what the dude looks like. 
I need uh, him to get to San Diego. I, I need him to get moved to San okay, Diego. Okay, I will say this. my uncle's a fighter pilot, and he, I, I'm pretty sure, was stationed in Kingsville for a little bit, right? Maybe during yeah. school or right after. Because um, I remember my aunt and uncle living there. Um, and, yeah, my uncle's a pretty, I mean, he's not my blood uncle. But he's married to my aunt who's my mom's sister. He's, just, yeah, yeah, he's a good looking dude. He's yeah. a good dude. Well, would you agree? He's a good looking dude. Yeah. He's a good looking dude. Yep. I mean, Ty- and it's Being very hot that he's a pilot. Like, I feel tougher because I'm with this fighter pilot right oh, now. Oh, it's so hot. I mean, if you're talking to a girl and she has no idea what you do for a living, she asks you, how excited are you to answer that question? Oh, you know? you're just begging. Well, actually. Uh, but like, uh, yeah. fighter pilot, I mean, pilot's hot, but like fighter pilot versus like pilot paint loser. Come on. The but, suit and the, uh, the call name in the, and the the fact that you're flying a jet, this guy is gonna have like, no on. problem. Like, come to an Austin yeah. meetup when COVID's not existing, and just tell people that you're a fighter pilot. Like, yeah, it's this like guy, bringing a Kingsville puppy to the bar. Is, if Kingsville is three and a half hours south of Austin, then it's probably what two hours outside of San Antonio. That's not like so far to start dating someone. You, you can start now, but in six months, if you're moving to a better location, that's not so far away. Um, yeah, just I mean. <laughs> this guy's worrying over nothing. He's he's doing just fine. Yeah. yeah. As somebody who used to live in a very small town and had a very limited dating pool, and like, I, there are a lot of people that you know could be people, but like, it's weird with histories with people with whatever reason it may be that you know things are off limits and you have no options. Like, you just kind of have to bide your time and hope that it passes and you can just get yeah. through it. And like, it'll happen eventually. You'll you'll see, you'll meet somebody, I'm sure. But like. Yeah, you don't put too much pressure on yourself, especially if you have only six months left in this place. Right. Like, and yeah. if anything, embrace the slob life and just like embrace the single and life when you can go around your apartment not having to worry about anything. It's obviously not a great time to be dating anyway. So these these months are going to be wasted regardless, even if you're in a you know a target rich environment. So just just right. be patient. Things are going to look up for you, man. I yeah. Don't put pressure on yourself and don't feel like you have to have some sort of plan to like date somebody. But also. I will say on the flip side, if you happen to meet somebody in the next six months, also don't try to put pressure on that, that there's like some big timeline because you're going to move. Like, I think people close themselves off to things because it's not in their set plan of like what their life is supposed to look like, like where they're going to move to or what their job they're going to have or what age they're at yet. Like, I, I just feel like you can't, sometimes you can't plan out falling in love you know on the wings of love oh, <laughs> Shut up. i was gonna try to make some sort of pilot reference that did not work but on I, the wings of on love the wing, isn't that a song that's a song um mm-hmm. yes because when jake pavelka was the bachelor he sucked and they played on the wings of love like every single episode um yeah i think Take it easy for six months. If you meet someone, great. If you don't, that's great too. You're going to be fine. It probably sucks to like not hang out with girls, but again, it's COVID. So like, are you really like flirting with people at a bar? Probably not. You know? Yeah. I I think what motivated me to include this question was just, that it's just ridiculous thinking about this guy, like not, not finding someone at some point. He's, <laughs> he's, he's just like right. Val dude. Kilmer lookalike just being like, oh shit, am I going to find a girl? <laughs> Like, yeah, dude, you're going to, you're yeah. fine. Walk oh, into like one San Diego bar. Hello. Like a fighter pilot, man. I know. Tight. I wonder what his call sign is. I know. Something really cool. Probably. God. Are we about to all date this dude? Are <laughs> <laughs> we all just super? Uh, yeah, right sir, uh, please DM me and tell me how old you are because I have some friends that I think would like date you for sure yeah dylan like what if you just dropped like his like instagram and like the the group text or something you know (laughs) will's like i'm thinking about leaving my wife it's like Uh, hey king you're only three hours south of me oh my god uh should we do this last voicemail and then we have bone don't forget the bonus question question. question. don't forget the bonus yeah two more questions all right this last one's a voicemail here we go hey guys uh i was just wondering um just the fact that your lives kind of revolve around uh, making content, uh, does that kind of push you to uh, like want to go out more? Um, just the fact like if you don't, then you, know, you may not have as, as much to talk about. Uh, shut up and listen. Love you guys. 
Yeah, I never think like, oh, we it, it's time to go out so we can get some content out of it. But going through this whole, uh, you know, stay at home thing, it has like caused us to kind of reach for content at times. Yeah. I didn't even think about it really all that much. But it does help to to get out and mix it up and, and have stuff that we've done to actually talk about. But um, I don't know. I would never go out just just for like the content aspect of it. We're too, we're too old to be going out just for the content aspect of it. But yeah. like, I would say that like, yeah, we've definitely been covering more news stuff rather than personal experience stuff just because, you know, we're stuck inside for so long. So we're relying on that yeah. more. It's weird. I wouldn't say lately, and I never thought this way before, or I guess maybe I did, but I feel less guilty going out and doing things since being a part of washed media. Maybe it's because we own the company and maybe it's because like, we just have a little more free time, but I feel less guilty doing stuff on regular, like normal work days just because I'm like, you know what? Like I don't need to sit inside and just like sit behind my computer. Like I should go out and do something that might be a little more fun or like entertaining, whatever. And so I'm a li- I, yeah. I don't do things for that reason, but I'm less harsh on myself to like stay in and like work for nine hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'll tell you my favorite thing about going, not my, not my, my absolute favorite thing, but something I, I really enjoy more than just getting content out of going out is meeting listeners. It's it's become one of my absolutely favorite things that happens. Yeah. The meetings um, are people are coming up to me and be like, dude, love the pod. It's like the best thing ever. So that's always a great time. Yeah, I don't feel like we've ever, or at least Will has ever been like, we need to go out for the content. But I do yeah, think no. being in quarantine, you realize not being out and interacting with people or like people watching or things like that kind of limits what you can talk about. I think, Will, you talked about this on Sunday Scaries with Be There in Five, just kind of like not having the the like views on things because you're at home, like being told stuff from the news, you know? So it's, I feel like it's just part of your job is like going out and being out, even if it's at a restaurant and just like perceiving what's around you. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, our jobs give us the freedom to do a lot of things that a lot of people don't have time to do. And so I think we just naturally kind of find ourselves doing certain things that are kind of a blessing that we're able to do on a daily basis. I don't know. But also like, you know, we the three of us and Dave and Alyssa and Brad and, and Randy like hang out because we like each other not because we're like we got to do some content you know what i'm saying like we when we all went to brag it was like oh because we want to like go on a trip together not like let's yeah. get some tent yeah i don't think wash covered shit that night i think we picked or that trip i think we picked <laughs> I think up we one did we might have done one dinner and we like felt guilty about it the next day we're like oh we shouldn't have done that yeah am i crazy for expecting our content to uptake in quality like by a, a lot no when all this is over no we've learned so much about how to make something out of nothing and if i do say so myself we've done a damn good job of it and so i'm i expect us to be like very active and having a lot of fun post quarantine yeah yeah so i got a phone call it totally distracted me okay. um just the way we record like this, it, it really, I, I, we've had numerous private conversations about this, but Terrible. it just really screws up my dynamic, man. Yeah. I have a really hard time feeding off of people. Um, if you're not sitting next to them, it, it's tough. A lot of talking over each other, that kind of thing that really throws me off. Well, people don't yeah, realize. Just being able, being able to like just leave the house and like have stuff to actually talk about is going to be big. Yeah. I can't wait for well, it, Well, people man. don't realize. I, really though, I feel like it's been six months. People don't see because we haven't released like actual video of us in the studio, but we actually all hold hands whenever we do circling back. And so not being able to do that's really thrown us all off. Yeah. And then we kiss right after we record immediately. after. Wow. Yep. I know you've been missing that. It's been weird, but we'll get through it. it. We'll get through it. Do we want to do the bonus question time? Best day of your life. The best day. This might be a really easy for all, for all three of us. I'll go ahead and knock mine out. Uh, February nineteenth, two thousand fifteen, the day Parks was born. I got to meet. I got to meet my son. It was incredible. Yeah, that's tight. I mean, it. It, I, it won't be topped. It absolutely will not be topped. It was weird. Be, like, it's it it slow. Very slowly hit me. I mean, we went to the hospital. She was induced, so it was it was um 
Like I knew what was going to happen, right? But it didn't actually hit me until like she was the the doctor was basically like, okay, this is happening in about fifteen minutes. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, because you know the the labor thing it takes it takes a long time. So I just yeah, we were resting and just kind of relaxing or whatever. And then he's like, yeah, in fifteen minutes this this is happening, and it hit me like, oh my god, I'm literally about to meet a human that I created nine months ago. <laughs> it was it was incredible. I mean, incredible. Yeah, that makes sense. And we did. Uh, I got to do like the the skin to skin thing. I got to hold him for the first time, and it, I mean, come on, you just can't beat that. Man. Best day, ever. Makes sense. Well, yeah, our wedding day, like it was just awesome, yeah. and I, I mean, I, I it was just a blast, and like you, I mean, it's hard not to have that be the best day, just because like you're the center of attention, and everyone's catering to you, and everyone's making sure that you're taken care of and having a great time. You're excited to finally get married after like a long engagement. You're getting dressed up and looking looking your best you're hanging out with all these people that you want to be around i mean it's just i don't know how you could until i have a kid i don't think it's going to get beat okay even though before you before you go on even though my wedding or my marriage obviously didn't work out my wedding day is still like a top three day ever for me it was still it was just incredible sally's gonna be like i was too stressed on our wedding day and so that's why it's not the best day of my life I mean, you stole the words right out of my mouth. Our wedding was very special to me. And the wedding itself, the after part was so great. I like felt like it was exactly what I what I wanted that I didn't know I wanted. Um, but when you said this, I was like, what is like one of the best days I've ever had? Obviously, my wedding is up there and probably the best one. I was incredibly stressed and it felt like a very surreal moment because you're like attention's on you. And I thought I would really enjoy it, like having attention on me because I like being the center of attention and it was kind of creeped me out a little bit. Um, One of my favorite days, I will not say this is the best day of my life, but like favorite days ever was when Will and I took a trip to New York in early December a few years ago for what was going to be his 30th birthday trip early. And we were in Manhattan and we went to brunch with a couple of my friends and then just like walked through central park and then went and saw the tree. And then I think we ended up in Brooklyn that night and went to dinner. And I just remember it being like a really, really good day. Like just being so happy. It's a very New Yorky, like kind of holiday feeling, like yeah. right. fuzzy. Which like, we also had several of those in London this past yeah, trip too. It was like we had days where we're walking around London during the holidays and it was just like picturesque perfect. It just felt very magical. Like being at brunch with my friends and like talking to them and just having fun with them. And it was not super early into me and Will's relationship. We'd probably been dating for a couple of years, but it was probably some of his first interactions with a few of my friends. Uh, yeah. or like get it, you know, watching him be friends with my friends, you know, uh, there's nothing, yeah. nothing better than the first day of vacation. And it, it, yeah, it was the first day of vacation. It just was like a really good, good day. Dylan, have yeah. you had any have you had any days or experiences that you've like looked back on through quarantine and thought like, man, that was a good time? Because I just have like certain times that I just keep like going back to and like cherishing, and then like what? Like our trip to, to Scotland and London, um, like uh, some of our recent trips to like San Francisco, things like that. Maybe trips home, like. But I just been yeah, going back I've... to my f- camera roll and looking at photos all the time. Yeah, I've caught myself daydreaming about trips that I've done with, you know, obviously people I care about a lot. Um, guide, you know, guide trips, family trips, significant other trips, stuff like that, for sure. Yeah. Back to the wedding thing, though. Like, how often do you get to pick, like, handpick all your favorite people in the world? Yeah. And then all of them to just come together at the same time, same day, and, like, celebrate you. Like, it's the best thing ever. It's tight. That was. It's so that was the best part about our wedding for sure was like yeah. honestly the dinner and getting to talk to everyone and then like going to the hotel bar after I was just like in a very great mood because it was really nice to be able to and it was small enough yeah. that I could interact with everyone which was great. The second the photos got yeah. uh, got over and we got to actually go have a drink and hang out with everybody 
that's when I was just like, all right, it's on. This is this is tight. <laughs> it's on. Man. Those vodka martinis they're passing out. Come on, cocktail. Buddy, get out of did here. Did you have an Who espresso martini? Delightful. I'm still in shock. I mean, I, that's I, it's like such a blessing that we got married that time because, I mean, for obvious reasons, and we've said this before, but it's been something that I've been able to go back and look at and get so much joy out of that it's been it's made quarantine overall a lot easier. Yeah. Just like I'm so glad that that was one yeah. of the last things we got to do in public before we. we yeah, y- y'all squeezed that in right right under the gun, man. Mm-hmm. Really did. Two weeks later, and we would have been screwed. People weren't traveling. Yeah, very very lucky. That was so much fun. I wish I was uh, there for longer. Obviously. Yeah. You were like 22 long, hours. In you California. were at ours longer than you were at Lily's. So. <laughs> I I really got to figure out my my schedule better. We got to well what? no that that was Parks's birthday. <laughs> And I like told yeah, you two weeks before, like it, I mean, yeah. unavoidable, you know, but you, I honestly didn't think you were going to come. Couldn't miss it though. But Couldn't I was miss glad it. that you were there. Couldn't miss it, dude. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks. That was fun. You guys have fun. Oh yeah. That's a good one. I'm glad we, I'm glad we ended yeah. on that happy note. That Me was too. fun. Yeah. Yeah. It makes up for the, uh, the worst job question that I, some, for some reason included. <laughs> Uh, the hotline number, 888-362-6245, or you can write in. There's a link in our Twitter bio, at Mail and Podcast. Thank you, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.